Welcome to the Education for Tomorrow Alliance What I Wish I Knew podcast, a podcast all about the emerging leaders and the steps they are taking to reach the careers and goals that they have envisioned for themselves. We are excited to be back with season seven of this podcast, and we invite you to join us on this journey as we speak with young professionals from Montgomery County, Texas, and beyond about their careers, the steps and advice that have helped them along the way, and the dreams for their future. If you are coming back and joining us again for this podcast, we welcome you back. If this is your first time listening, we welcome you and hope that there are some um, pieces of advice and some nuggets and just some stories from professionals that can help inspire you to take those steps or to step out in boldness in choosing careers and doing the internships and um, just building building the life that you have envisioned for yourself. So thank you for joining us and we hope that you guys enjoy season seven. In today's episode, I sit down with Peter Falavine, Associate Attorney at the Strong Firm PC. Peter received a degree in political science and business from Texas Christian University and received his law degree from South Texas College of Law, Houston. Peter joined the Strong Firm in 2023 as an associate attorney, and having grown up in the Woodlands, he leverages his local connections in the area to service his clients and give back to the community that helps shape him. Prior to joining the Strong Firm, Peter worked for a major telecommunications company in Houston as part of their real estate department. He focuses on the firm's real estate and business transaction practice groups. When he is not working at the Strong Firm, he is passionate about being in the outdoors and spending time with his family. We hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for joining me today. Awesome. I appreciate you having me. Really excited about it. Yeah. So um, I know I got to meet you within one of our panels that we did at a school, but if you could give our listeners just a little bit of an introduction about you and who you are, and um, we'll jump into the questions that we have for you today. Sure. So um, I grew up here, actually, uh, just uh, in the Woodlands, um, attended the Woodlands High School. Um, then for college, I went to Fort Worth and studied at TCU. Um, then I ended up coming back to Houston, went to law school down at South Texas College of Law. Um, I'm currently an associate at the Strong Firm, uh, specializing in, in commercial real estate transactional work. Um, you know, I guess more of, more of the personal side. Um, I have two Two beautiful sons. Uh, the oldest just turned two. Uh, the youngest is four months old. So they definitely keep uh, my wife and I very busy. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, always doing something um, and somebody's always running around. Right. Um, you know, kind of more more personal. I have we have two dogs uh, love kind of the I guess your, your typical Texas boy that grew up here. Um, love the outdoors, uh, fishing, hunting, that sort of thing. Did you did you participate in anything like extracurriculars when you were at the Woodlands High School? Because we have a lot of students that go through our programs that will also graduate from the Woodlands. I did. And, you know, I didn't. Um, I wish, you know, I'd known about EFTA or if it was around when right. I was there, um, because <laughs> I think it, it provides great opportunities from a professional standpoint and and kind of just growing as a person. Um, the things that you can take towards your career um, and work life. 
Um, but I, I was, uh, I played football, um, played baseball, was definitely active and into sports. Um, like I said, kind of being in Texas and, and being in the family that I was raised in, my, my father was, uh, or is the youngest of five boys. Um, his dad was a football coach. So, uh, football was definitely ingrained in us. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I loved it. And I think it, you know, being in sports and being involved on, on a team, um, definitely prepared me you know, for different things in life um, and how to approach, you know, difficult situations or get through tough times. Yeah, yeah. That team aspect, that how to work through conflict, how to be the cheerleader when you don't want to be, like be the encourager when you don't want to be or when it's hard. Those are all really good life lessons that you can learn in sports. You can learn in bands. You can learn in ROTC. Like any of that involvement within high school is just big. Absolutely. So what do you feel like, I, I we interviewed one of your um, colleagues for the podcast also uh, this semester, and we kind of talked about when you're, most of the time when we have attorneys come on, or anybody that's gone kind of the law path come on a panel, it's like what they knew they wanted to do from a very early age. It's like they loved arguing, or they loved talking, or they loved all, like reading the things or writing, and so they just knew that that's what they wanted to do. Is that the case for you, or did you kind of fall into it when you were studying at school, or have you always known that this is the path you wanted to take? No, I definitely didn't, um, you know, know this is exactly what I wanted to do. I feel like I kind of fell into it, and not until um, I was truly considering going to law school and really thinking about it um, that I realized, you know, I've always enjoyed, I guess, helping people in a way that and, and two, I feel like growing up, people would come to me and confide in me. Um, I don't know if I'm, you know, approachable or easy to talk to at times. Um, but it, I got, you know, a deep satisfaction of when somebody had a problem, they would come to me um, and I would be able to try to help figure out, you know, a solution for them. And and I didn't realize, you know, like I said, until going into law school and being in law school, that that's, you know, really what a, an attorney does um, through any fields people that, you know, have a problem or an issue. Um, they don't really know where to turn. They don't know how to handle it. Um, and it could be, you know, one of the worst situations for them in their life at that time. Um, but you're able to, you know, step back and, and help them through a difficult time. So that's really, I think it's the aspect of being able to help people where they don't know where to turn. Um, that kind of really sparked my interest. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's good. And one of those, like, what better reason to find what you love to do and being it, knowing that serving people and supporting people and helping them get through things has to be a great like encourager and motivator when days are long or you know, right like big situations get hard like that has to be a really good reminder as to keep going and why you are doing what you do Right. And it is, it is, you know, very fast paced. So it is nice to be able to, you know, take on a client's matter, get through it with them and then come to a, you know, a great solution for them. Um, and then almost put that matter to bed. And, and, you know, you can really check something off the box and you can see physically something you've done um, to be able to help that person. Yeah. So did you do anything along the way, whether it was in high school or college um, that you feel like prepared you to enter into law school and then enter into the like this career field of 
being able to have those conversations with people and being able to stay focused on one thing. I don't know. I feel like it could be a wide range of things. So did you do internships or classes or anything that you feel like was like, yeah, this is, I can go back to this and remember learning this moment to help me where I am now. Yeah. And I think I did do um, an internship and talked with, you know, a handful of attorneys um, when I was really serious about going to law school um, and trying to figure out, you know, a specific avenue within the law that I wanted to practice. But I think really the thing that most prepared me, obviously, for this career was being in law school. You know, it really teaches you um, how to read and think critically and in a different way. Um, I think, you know, and I've heard people say it's almost it's almost like a curse that you that you bear once you go to law school. When you read anything, your mind will start to kind of wander to that legal um, realm and kind of go down rabbit holes or anything. So those children know. books might get really intense at some point <laughs> at nighttime. <laughs> exactly. I'll have to break it down for, for the kids later on. But um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely, um, I would say law school obviously prepared me for the career just with a different mindset, um, how to approach things. And, you know, another major thing was that I'm very fortunate to have the parents that I have. Um, they've always been supportive of, you know, doing and pursuing whatever career that that I wanted. They never pushed, um, you know, a specific career on myself, um, but they always did instill that whatever you decide to do, you need to work to be the absolute best at. Um, yeah. And I think that was a major, you know, leg up that, that not a lot of people have. Um, and so I think having them or if somebody doesn't have that, being able to find a mentor that you can talk to and, and push you in the right direction and tell you to keep on going um, is a great thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. We talk a lot about that importance of mentors or having people that you can go to and just bounce ideas off of or questions. Um, and that, that can look different in every stage of your life. So I think that's a really great um, to put in there. So thank you. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say so far within your either law school time or career has been your proudest moment? I would honestly have to say um, getting the job as associate at, at the firm I'm at now at the strong firm. Um, you know, I, I grew up here in the woodlands, like I said, and um, I'm currently down in Houston with my family. We, we want to come back up to the woodlands, raise our boys up here. Um, so I, I really think that, you know, obtaining this, this opportunity um, with the firm is, has been a, a very exciting. Um, now it's just kind of time to, to keep putting in the work and, and honing my skills um, to be able to, to truly make this a career and, and plant, plant roots back, back in the woodlands. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, um, the strong firm is wonderful supporters of the FTA, but also just in the community as a whole. So through chamber things, through other groups, um, it's it's a it's a good firm to be a part of, and you will have the opportunity opportunity to give back to the community that helped raise you. So that's, right, yeah. exactly, and that that obviously was a major draw. Um, you know, I feel like around the woodlands, people people know and respect the the name of this firm that, um, you know, Brett and Brian and all the attorneys have been able to to build up over the years, um, and continue to have. So I'm very very proud to have this opportunity and um, hope to continue that. Yeah. Well, congratulations and welcome back to the Wisdom. So. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have a um, goal that you have for yourself to achieve or something within the next five years, whether 
professional or you want to hit all the state parks or something like that that um, <laughs> that is on your on your goal list for the next five years. Yeah, so I think um, I guess maybe tackling just the professional approach first. Um, I definitely want to learn more about the business side of of the law firm. Um, you know, I found out that being able to sustain and run um, a high touch, high volume like the strong firm is for so many years, um, there definitely is a business aspect. It doesn't the machine just doesn't run itself. Um, I think that's very intriguing and love, would love to learn more about that, um, kind of be able to hold more of a responsibility within the firm, um, whether that be, you know, um, business side or, or anything that that may look like. Um, as far as personal life, um, you know, obviously moving back up to the woodlands, uh, hopefully within, within five years, um, raising the boys up here. Uh, we think two sounds pretty good right now. Um, they're, they're quite a handful. So I might just, my wife and I, I think might just focus on them and uh, put all of our time and effort, effort into them and enjoying them. Um, but personally, it would just be, you know, continuing, continuing to learn and grow uh, with those boys and my wife. Yeah, you're not outnumbered with just two. So right. <laughs> right. We can. But I have heard that after three, it's just like adding, it doesn't really matter once you get past three. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's the case. Because I, I agree with you. Lot, no matter how many you add. <laughs> I agree with you. I think the, the chaos would just mount even more. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're from a line, I think that you said a line of your dad being all boys or your grandpa being like, you could be the one that in, you skipped a generation and now you have all boys. So <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, it's funny, my, my wife, uh, obviously she loves the boys. We're very fortunate. They're healthy and growing and everything. Um, you know, she, I know she kind of does want a girl, but I've told her from the get-go, I think, uh, sorry, I think we're having boys, you know, yeah, yeah like I well, said. Because you, then you try for a girl, and then you, yeah, you have another. Right, and then you have another. You you're blessed with. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know what the future holds, but um, it'll it'll be exciting one way or another. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What is that one piece of advice you would go back and tell your high school? Uh, I think I think there are numerous things if you if you really sit back and think about it. Um, but I think one of the biggest things would be to not worry about things that you can't control. Um, I think you know there are a lot of times where you can get overwhelmed with with different situations or maybe the amount of work that you have in front of you. Um, and when you have a lot of things to do, I think the best thing that I've learned is just start pick something and just start marking it off the list, um, work towards getting things done and put forth your best foot and effort and the, the chips will fall where they may. But as long as you can say you tried your best, um, you know, that's, that's really all you can do and only control what you can. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's a good piece. Thank you. Um, so I'd like to end each podcast, which is a couple of other short kind of get to know you. Um, and so if you had to have a meal or a certain food every, like once every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? I would probably have to go with, um, my mom's pork chops and rice and gravy. Um, she's, she's Cajun from Louisiana. Um, okay. so we grew, we grew up on amazing food in my opinion. Um, so I'd probably have to say that, you know, growing up, especially in high school too, 
Um, mm-hmm. Every Friday before a football game, when I'd come home, that's that's the pre pre game meal that I would have. Um, yeah. So had some nostalgia with that one. So it'd probably be that. Actually, passed it on to your wife, or do you know how to cook it, or is it one of those that like she makes ah. the gravy homemade and she'll never tell anybody? No, she. I I know how to make it. Um, okay. I, I I grew up cooking. Um, obviously, you know, with with my mom. Um, I love cooking. I love enjoying doing that. Um, but also, it's you know, like I said, my mom's Cajun, and I feel like a lot of Cajuns they don't cook by a recipe. Yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> bit of this. This looks good. Do it till it looks like this. Um, yeah. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll make things, but uh, I could give it to you three nights in a row, and it, it might taste a little different each night. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. That's a good a good description of that. So <laughs> until it looks a certain way. Yeah. So yeah, don't you can't really ask me for a recipe because I can't give you exact measurements. So yeah, <laughs> just get all these ingredients and figure it out. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and being a dad of young boys, what is your best dad joke? So I still need to build up the arsenal, I think, for this this category. Yeah. Um but I did hear one that is can be used around obviously Christmas time. Um, how much did Santa's sleigh cost? I don't know. Nothing. It was on the house. Uh, <laughs> that's a good dad joke. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> that's a good one. That will be good at Christmas time. <laughs> then you read the not before Christmas. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter, thank you for joining me today on the What I Wish the New podcast. Um, it's great to have you as a new volunteer for EFTA, but also back to be able to give back to your community. And we always have a ton of kids that come to our programs where they think attending law school is what they want to do or that they envision for themselves. And so I appreciate you um, kind of sharing just a little bit about you and what that could look like um, for any of our students or listeners that find this podcast. <laughs> of course, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, it's been a great, great experience getting to know you and, and the organization. Um, more than happy to help, uh, as well as the Strong Firm, any anytime that we can. Yeah, well, thank you very much. And um, if you'd like to learn more about EFTA and the programs that we offer online or in person, you can visit us at www.efta-us.org.